Michael Jackson is the thriller. Wednesday, right? I'm chilling in my house in a pair of blue suede footies, getting ready to watch the Allen Iverson game. But then my woman called up. You know what she had the nerve to say?
MutinyRadio.fm. This is a flat black classic show. We got this special one going out to the late great Mr. Paul Rubens.
I still recall, vividly recall, that first night I spent alone in Times Square. It must have been 12. I followed this one whore through the late hours as she moved like a trawler through the currents of deals denied for short green. I was on her like a mutt puppy, always keeping a valve of safe retreat one quarter block long. I was more threatened by her than any stray pimps who would, no doubt, consider me a heat-seeking pest at most. God, she was enormous, over six feet three easily, including, naturally, her four-inch heels, which I thought inviolate, never, never to be removed. Her breasts were crawling like some sea life from an unchartable depth out of a black bra, the bra beneath a dress which was so short that as I faked lacing my sneakers, crouching on one knee, I could clearly see reveal the connection of her black seam stockings and her red garters, like two deadly circuits fused to activate a device of total annihilation. A vial of mascara must have been emptied on those eyes. The whole effect, the body, the dress, the makeup, was as if someone had placed a Rubens portrait at the bottom of a cesspool. And after centuries of strangeness and decay among the stillness of vile things and vile notions, some chance lightning hit. And out of it, she was risen. Delivered onto these streets in a pink Cadillac. And she walks and walks because there is nobody who can ever make her price.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Really You're happy here. to do this one because it's a switcheroo. Oh, my God. We are doing a switcheroo. We are so excited. We are so excited to be streaming first right now on Mutiny Radio as we do every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Right. Pacific Standard Time. You go to mutinyradio.fm. You hit play now. Boom. We are there. We are part of a full afternoon. You just heard Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon and then Ugly Sundays at four. So we're right in the middle. We love being here. We love that Mutiny exists. 
All we say is contribute to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and throw a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Accept no substitutions. We are also a podcast. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name you need to search on your podcast app. And then boom, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. As you can listen to it, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our title says. Yeah, so what we, is our title again? It's L-W-A. Yeah, that's for M. Yeah, so it, it's abbreviated, Carl. Oh. Let's watch, for example, is the abbreviation okay. of Let Us Watch, the three okay. words. And then the letter A is actually an abbreviation for uh. Uh-huh. Like because, short. Yeah, because the next abbreviation, full hyphen length. Length. Yeah, it starts uh-huh. with a consonant. So the A abbreviation is actually pronounced uh when you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. We are also broadcasting right now on Mutiny. We're not broadcasting. We're on YouTube as well. So you can see us video and you can watch the movie with us so the idea is you go we're going to watch a full-length movie on youtube i'm going to tell you what it is okay here's how it works you have a phone oh my god all right carl what is the movie this week what are we watching? i don't know ghost in the machine i don't know this is a switcheroo i'm going in cold ghost in the noonday sun peter sellers right yes that is so correct we are watching we're doing a switcheroo carl usually watches these movies <laughs> numerous times takes copious and copious notes and then also produce, writes a theme song at his show. Years ago now. Yeah. Okay. So I am going, I watched a movie. It's called The Ghost in the Midday Sun. In the Midday Sun. And that is from 1973. Go ahead and type in Ghost in the Midday Sun in your YouTube search engine. We are looking for the YouTube channel VHS Archives. Wow. Like VHS tapes. Right, that's short for video, horror, home, and home. suspense, right? Like, Wait, Isn't it video home film or something like that, right? V- video home v- cassette. VHS, system. video home system. Well, I know the V stands for ah! video, and the S He's is my system. Brother. Mm-hmm. And the then v? at home. At home. Okay, video at home, S archives. Okay, so now you said, put in the YouTube search engine, Ghost in the new midday noonday sun. Noonday is all one word. Yep. G H O S T. Of course, I Listen, know you knew there's that. There's one ghost. 1973. 1973. You're going to find it. You're going to see that crazy Peter Sellers face. Click the link. VHS Archives hosts it. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero zero zero. We're all going to watch this movie. Let us watch together. Let us watch it together. So when we say go. You're going to hit press play. But I have a special treat for you. We have a special comedian, a celebrity comedian, that's <laughs> going to do our countdown while you go find this on YouTube and get yourself ready. Ooh, i got to get my collar, pop my collar for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm somewhere in my mini radio shirt. It's underneath here, as always. Hey, hey, your collar's popped. You now you, so you do have ring around the collar. I Girls guess. on film. We just derailed this show. Hi, welcome back to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Go find Ghost in the Midday Sun. Hit link, hit pause. We are now going to go to our celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with 
Jim Stensel. Welcome, Jim. I'm happy. Oh! I'm happy to be here. I'm not in traffic at all. <laughs> Whoa! What happened? Call back. Wow. We're gonna have. Wow, how did I blow that? We're going to have to start it over. All right. Well, listen, Jim Stencil, you are a, uh, you are out there and you are on the move. You, oh, I I'm mean... on a bridge. <laughs> well, look, I never asked you really, are you an official comedian? I mean, the way we bump into each other is through podcasts, through In Hot Water Show. Are you a stand-up comedian? Great question. Great question. That's a kind of... Ex- questions i expect to hear on this show no i am not i am i don't even know what i would consider myself a personality uh-huh. oh look at this there's a guy just pulling over there's a guy pulling over yeah. to pick me up on the side of a road yeah, a unbelievable oh you ever get anybody else who's gotten picked up off the side of a road this is the best Dang celebrity up. comedian countdown ever unbelievable i just got a ride on the side of the road some people now no i am not a stand-up uh mr driver would you say i'm a stand-up he wouldn't say that now i love carl carl the jokes one of the greatest jokes that carl that i've ever run into <laughs> So how did you get involved with the In Hot Water podcast with Gino Bisconti and everything? I mean, usually it's comedian-based. No, no, great question. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I tell them all the time, I was just a fan. I'm just a fan. Can you put on a light in here somewhere? There we go. I'm a fan at heart, but uh, one thing led into the next, and... uh, I guess now a personality, I would call it. I always call myself a personality. Well, I how call did you get a... to be an in-studio guest? I mean, you were a fan, and what? Did he hear about your podcast, get to know you that way? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I just went and started uh, hanging out, and I never tried to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm just funnier than most people that go in there or something. So I think so. Yeah, you think so. So I guess yeah. you're all so not funny that just a, a generic fan mm-hmm. was allowed to uh, come <laughs> in. And that's what happened. There's not enough funny comedians in New York. Because you know the problem with comedians in New York? Because they won't let people like Carl into LOL because they're all filthy Italians. Yeah, and they're okay. all named. Uh, what's that guy's name? Just to let the audience know, I I tried to do a set at LOL Comedy Club. <laughs> you know, Visconti invited me down. He wasn't able to put me on, and uh, so yeah, I somebody. Just... What was that guy's name that didn't let you in? Let's get his name out there. Lyamelli. It was some. I dumb... forget. I forget. Listen, because... the the point is, you comics are so full of shit. Like like mm-hmm. Carl is fucking funnier than half the comics. I've ever seen anywhere. I go see shows all the time, and fucking Carl is funnier than all of them. <laughs> and then, then I hear about, then I hear about he can't get on an LOL. Are you guys fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, they don't kid- no, no, yeah, no. Carl, you see the like face. Ray DeVito. Carl, shut up. You're like Ray DeVito. You fucking apologize too much. You're funnier than these people. <laughs> these people aren't funny. 
Oh, it's fucking funny. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm going to yes, get involved in arson. Stop, stop apologizing. And burn LOL down to the ground. We'll burn it to the ground. It's totally unbelievable. Now, even though you're not a stand-up, recently you have been sharing the stage with the stand-up as you are now involved in prop comedy. Tell me about uh, Listen, as we all know, prop comedy is the highest form of comedy. Yeah. No one would ever deny that. Mm-hmm. Right? You were at the prop comedy. You were at the prop comedy experience. You were at the prop comedy experience. Anyway, it's one of the greatest uh, gifts to laughter is prop comedy. And and regular comedy is only dialing that back with words and all that. Yeah, so yeah. It's I'm like very words happy. without the props. It's weird. Yeah. It's like words. It's like words if it took skill. Listen, I, and I'm very happy to be a part of Steve Conti's prop comedy experience. Yeah. But I don't know where this is going to go. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe we'll bring it back. Maybe. Uh... But we're not booked anywhere right now. There is no future venue that will be. Well, happy. you're the head writer. You're the head writer. <laughs> the prop shop CEO, Steve Conti. I know. All right. Well, I'll call him and try to get some gig going because this must have legs. This must continue. Oh, it's One got legs. Opinion. Great calves, too. <laughs> Okay, so listen, you're also a big part of this Ski Mask Collective. You've got that podcast, and there's the Sports Mask Podcast. Oh, it's totally unbelievable. Yeah, how did you get started with that, and who is behind the mask, and anything you want to say about your Patreon? Uh, You've got it going on with these podcasts. I mean, you're a celebrity. Well, you're taking it a bit too far, but I thank you for that. Yes, Sports Mass Collective. I've never been wrong about one pick all year. I've called Great. everything. That was Sansa, we call it. Sports Mass Collective. The Ski Mass Collective, we just talk about everything that goes on in uh, podcasting in general. We call yeah. it out. We say the names. We don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes us anything. So we're out here just to basically ruin our careers and save people's name. So that's why we're on Ski. You did a great job on Ski Mask the other week. Yeah, thank say. you very much. My one appearance. One of our I'm favorite guests. Before. Yep. <laughs> All right. I got to go smoke weed with this guy. Well, okay. Okay. So tell us, Jim Stansel, how can people find you out there on the internet? You know, get to the Ski Mask Collective podcast. Give us give us the dish on how you get, you know, how we catch you out there. First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. Where can I find this podcast is what I want to know. Because I, I think Carl, Carl the Jokes is, Carl the Jokes really gets my funny bone. I yes. Will say. Well, everybody watching this podcast already knows how to get us, but how do we get you? All right, I'm gay. Listen, E-Mass Collective on iTunes and YouTube. Sports Mass Collective, iTunes, YouTube. Well, not only iTunes, both podcasts, anywhere you ever find audio, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever. You get the Mm -hmm. videos on iTunes. So we got E-Mass Collective. That's our flagship show. Yeah, and then we got Sports Mask Collective. That's my show with my friends. We got Sad Chad. That is Ski Mask hosts that with a a cavalcade of friends because Chad sucks. And uh, that's it. Check us out and Patreon.com/slash Ski Mask Media. Support us, and we put up random 
bullshit. And I thank you so much for having me. Carl. Okay, this now, is great. Jim, I'm sorry I was late. No problem. Everyone at home is poised to press play on this movie at the same time we do in the studio. So everyone at home is going to stand by for your countdown and hit play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Jim Stansel, and give us that celebrity Halloween countdown. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening. Welcome to the Flickering Lights. It's a Nick. We have a little uh, twinky twink piano twerp. <laughs> we have like two opening theme songs. So this is a pirate ship. They Small. are going to... Yes, Carl. Crossbow. Oh, right. Okay. So we are here, and uh, we this is like a silent movie setup with the black and white. We see that Peter Boyle wearing the turban is Ross Muhammad, the pirate captain. And he's the highest in the ship, lowest in the ship. There he is, old Scratch himself. <laughs> Dick, Dick Scratcher. Say it out loud again. Dick Scratcher. Okay, old Scratch. We've all been there. <laughs> well, you know, it gets so muggy in those pirate ships. Uh, so they are. there's a storm of brewing. So what the captain's going to do, he's been stealing money for the Algiers, you know, like pirates. This is 17th century. Did I mention that? And back then, the pirates of the Caribbean, if it does, does that exist? These pirates of Caribbean would 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 steal shit and bring it back to their king in Algiers. Okay. But there's a storm coming. So Peter Boyle's like, hey, why don't we pretend we're a silent movie? You play the piano and we'll go to an island and we'll bury the treasure. And then when the storm rises, when the storm is over, we can come back and get it and get bring it okay. back. Okay. Now this is all rinky dink music. There is a ghastly reason why I think they set it up as a silent movie. Okay. And I just want we're right into the plot, so I, I'll get into this. This film is called Ghost in the Noonday Sun. It's third film really directed by Peter medic is a Hungarian born director who's done. He's we, very popular though, because like. I don't know, like maybe it's a war or something, and you're always hearing people scream his name. Medic! Medoc. He uh he directed this movie, it basically ruined his career, he thinks. Okay. And he actually there is a film documentary about this movie. This movie wasn't released. This movie was re- 73, it was released on video in like 86 or so. Yeah, like it was forgotten a bit, or yeah, I understand. It didn't really have yeah. a release, and they were like, "Okay, we got this thing. Let's make a little money." The video box says it's the missing Peter Sellers classic. Okay, so it was missing. Peter Sellers had this idea. He they met up in Hollywood uh, at a diner, and uh, he said, "You know, my buddy Spike Milligan from the Goon Show mm-hmm. wants to adapt a children's book about pirates," and they took it, and then it was a disaster. And Peter Medic just made it recently, a couple of years ago, made a documentary about this film okay. itself. And that film was called The Ghost of Peter Sellers. So I watched the documentary and I said, oh, my God, I got to see if this movie exists. What year and was it made? Was Peter Sellers alive? No, Peter Sellers. He said, I waited till they're all dead. Okay. The director's 83. This came out in 2019, 17, maybe. Interesting. So he, he spilled the beans. He spilled the beans on this movie and about Peter Sellers, and it, particularly this scene itself. Why don't I kick it off? They shot this film, this scene, the second week of shooting, 
Peter Sellers had a heart attack. Oh. Okay. And he had a history of heart attack. There is. Say goodbye to Peter Boyle. That's the last you'll see him in the film. He's <laughs> on the cover. Loves Raymond is waiting for him. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Everyone loves Raymond movie. He doesn't. You can't even hear him speak. It's all you know placards. So Captain Jean Luc. Peter Sellers had a history of heart uh, attacks, right? Okay. And so it was very serious. Are we seeing him pre heart attack right this second? Yeah. Okay. This is all, but it was during the shooting of this scene that he had a heart attack. Ooh, and they had a helicopter. Really? They're shooting in Cyprus. They had a helicopter out to a ho- hospital. The director said two days later he picked up the London uh, Evening Standard, and there was a photo of Peter Sellers going to lunch at a fancy London restaurant with Princess Margaret. He had faked his heart attack to get out of shooting this movie. And You're he did it during the scene. Are you kidding me? This is like the documentary indicates this film was a total fiasco in every way and that was like boom the later okay so we're two weeks into shooting and he gets out of it he gets out of it because he really loved it he loved spike milligan he loved the thing he even though he was married he was dating liza minnelli in 1973 everything great for peter sellers liza minnelli broke up with him and that the day before they shoot okay so he was in no mood. The, the director said he loved the first week it was on the boat and it was beautiful and they had some beautiful shots and then everything went to shit. Mm-hmm. But I should mention this is so I'll, my research is basically watching the documentary okay. and taking notes. And I'm just going to let you know the information. I did a, a cursory search on the Internet for some items and some of the actors. So I got a little more information. Okay. But Basically, this film is based on an old, no. So it's based on a children's novel. Guess what year this novel came out? 1918, 1643. No, 1965. Oh, that was, what is, oh, why did Sid Fleischman wrote a bunch of like, he wrote Blood Alley about his World War I experience, but he wrote a lot of pulp novels. And then he also started writing children's books about like his last name, Sid? Fleischman. Fleischman. Yeah. So uh, Sid Fleischman wrote a book called Ghost in the Midday Sun. And the story is uh, this New England boy can see ghosts. Well, he was born at midnight, this kid. So the pirates show up on the coast. Right. And what we're watching right now is that. Now, he killed the captain. Right. And he said, and then he went to the, he went to the shipmates and said, listen, I killed the captain. I'm the only one who knows where this treasure is buried. So I'm, I'm captain, captain now. But he didn't right. tell him he killed the captain, did they tell he tell him? Yeah, he threw a, a, a sword right into Peter Boyle's. Uh, no, but did they, he tell the crew? Yeah, he said, I killed the captain. Wow. Okay. I saw the, I know where the treasure is. I'm the captain. Right. So that's the thing. So now he's looking at the map. And again, okay, it's one this more key. question. Yeah. He was the lowest member of the crew. Right. Old so Dick, do they know the it's him? Or did they yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The whole the whole pirate crew actually was on the island helping. Okay. And he was making uh, a soup, beans, and yeah. Peter when Boyle. Yeah, you're going to be ready, motherfucker. Okay, so look, we're changing pace. I want to play the music because it's... You remember the sound effects in the Monkeys movie, Head? Yeah, I do. Okay. We get a lot of, like, Richard Lester, uh, Monkeys, British uh, pop sensibility in this. 
So he's gonna he spent twenty years and he walks out and here's the sound effect. What do you mean, like twenty years? What what'd you what'd you say? Well anyway, he is twenty years have passed. Why? I mean, How? Why? He can't find the treasure. He can't find the the map. So he's been like in his room, basically. Uh-huh. And he comes out and he's like, boom. You know, he he doesn't know where it is. So what he wants in color. Right. So this is this is 1973 they shot this. This is no okay. special effects. Okay. They actually so the producers got a second hand. Oh, here comes the second music. We had the uh, little piano music up front and now Yo ho. We have a, a full-on pirate ballad. They wrote is it a sea chanty? Let's hear it. I can't hear it. You sang over it. Okay, here we go. Copyright infringement. Clive Ravel again. Oh, he was. Where did we see him before? Well, we saw him in Modesty Blaze, and we saw him in the movie with uh, uh, <clears throat> Bob Hope. A murder, murder. Oh, she, right. That the TV movie is murder. That... She televisioned. <laughs> what was yeah. it? It was murder. King, uh, something masterpiece of murder. It was, yeah, it had Ghoulies professor and right. uh, they stole the he tricked them into stealing the paintings. We, yeah, uh, was in that he was the gallery owner. Well, you know, Spike Milligan, I don't know if you know Spike Milligan, he's like a comedic force. And he was in a movie we saw. Okay, was he? Okay, I think I do know him, but I only know him like later in his career when he, he did this. Tell me what he was in besides this Peter Sellers radio show. He was the landlord. He was Barry McKenzie's landlord in The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. Okay, I remember that guy, and he was talking about the electricity you have to put a quarter in. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so Spike Milligan wrote this and like Peter Sellers was into it. However, he comes in and Peter Sellers, you know, he's in one of his moods. The first thing he does, fires the two producers. Okay. So no one knows anything. So the, the production sucks on sea and on land. This is a secondhand, uh, African cigarette boat that they repainted and built as a a pirate ship. And they added two steam engines in there. And they drove, they drove it, they sailed it to Cyprus, yeah, the island they're shooting uh-huh. from Greece. And people could say, like, the director's like, people are like, I see you a pirate ship. So it arrives like two weeks later. They see it in the coast, right? Oh, this they're is in interesting. And the first thing the boat does is crashes into the rocks the first day they arrive. Oh, great. The, 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 the captain was drunk and they, he took a churn. So, <laughs> they fixed it and they shot this and everyone was happy. So this the boat stuff, especially when you see Tony Francisco, the swashbuckling guy, and sellers together, that's the first week. Okay, wait, I gotta stop you first. Oh, yeah. I know that comedian. I gotta stop you for a second. So he's woken up, it's 20 years uh, he didn't wake up. He, he, he couldn't find the map. Just been lost at sea. They've just been lost at sea. Okay, and what is the crew's attitude? I mean, I cannot believe a real world in which Hey, the captain's been in there for like sure. two years. What's going on? You know, I just say this movie <laughs> it it leaves the real world a couple times. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, 
you know, you have to take things with a grain of salt. They will kill the captain the moment the captain shows him the treasure. I thought so, it, I thought it was cute the way the little kid, if if that's what I'm looking at here, yes. has, had the ship. Well, they this is still shot in Cyprus. They didn't have the money to actually go to Ireland, but they is had he landed. A Cypriot. The what? Well, people from Cyprus, they're called Cypriots. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's it's it's weird, but it's true. Hello, Cypriot. So um, these Cypriots are now they're pretending to be in Ireland. They uh, built a little Irish village for this movie, but they landed, and um, this is Ireland. So they're going to get some food when they're sitting down and they're eating. The mother's probably going to say, "My boy was born at midnight," and what okay. the premise is. This guy, the cook, Dick Scratcher, is going to say, well, as a pirate lore goes, anyone who was born at midnight can see ghosts. I'm going to kidnap this boy, and we're going to go to Treasure Island. This is a very original story, by the way. Uh -huh. And he's going to conjure the uh, Peter, Seller, uh, Peter Boyle, and the dead captain will tell me where the treasure is. Okay, now, will we see Peter Boyle again? Because you had said no. Never. Not his ghost. Now he won't appear. They as... won't even, there's not even a fucking ghost in this movie. They have like uh, his shipmates pretend, dress up as a ghost. But you okay. never, there's no, okay. nothing that really otherworldly in this movie. <laughs> Peter Medic, the script was not finished. They Medic! Medic! They okayed the film, Columbia Pictures, for $2.6 million. There was no script. Sure, it's and... Peter Sellers. It's uh, Spike Mulligan. I mean, we got a winner here. Yeah, we got a winner here. Uh, but it was it was a total disaster. So, problem is that okay. So here, it's weird sound effects going on. Oh, so the Irish are, are singing while they. Well, no, no, it's like actually the. There's a singer at there, but they're all waiting for the food. They haven't really eaten a real meal. It, it but I mean, can we hear dialogue now? Is it a talkie? Yeah, it's back to a talkie. Okay, okay. One of the amazing things about the documentary is that the director had a like a pristine like 4K print of this movie. Looks nothing like this muddy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, like, it is patchy and pasty. There's one point in this movie where they get the red plague. They fake a plague. They get the red plague, and you can't tell what color the plague is. Okay, here we go. They're eating vegetables that have been prepared. Roar, roar. Right, hysterical. Right, this is their comedic. He said the, the first week when they shot on the boat, it was great. It was not easy. The entire crew was on the ship. Right. 110 right. people were on the ship and the, and the talents. They had a generator boat tied to the back. So they wouldn't capsize. Then under they had wires going from the generator boat underwater to a big arc light that was on the pirate ship above. Uh huh. They had to shut off the engine to uh, to hear the actors, and they had to shoot before the sun went down. And yeah. the boat was rocking the entire time, and the crew was getting seasick. The weather was getting bad. To make <laughs> it look like they were off the shore, they had to go five miles so there was no land in the shot. And people would get sick. And so Peter Sellers is getting pissy, right? right. And the <laughs> real producers are not there. He fired them. There's no one. And this guy, like, me Medic. Well, there's hey. no one to complain to. Yeah, Medic. Okay, go ahead. 
He's not a he's this is the first nautical adventure he shot, right? And we all know from like Waterworld to like the James Bond movie with Sean Connery underwater, they're boring. Water movies are dull. Uh, like Moby. Yeah. Uh, not Moby Dick. Uh, there was that recent movie. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Long Vessel. <clears throat> I mean, I'm just, Avatar Way of the Water notwithstanding, I'm sure, but I feel like when you're in the water, it just doesn't really interest me. Like, you can't fight underwater. Well, I know what you mean. Like, there's nowhere to go but the ship. That right. makes you give this limited feeling. And there's not... I don't know. Are we being fair to ship-faring movies? They're so boring. No, there's some rollicking ones. I mean, Mutiny on the Bow is a classic. Okay. They shot out there. One now, interesting... One thing about this movie, so they were saying like shooting on the boat in the water was a disaster. It was right. people getting sick. The weather was shitty. They had to cancel and Sellers wasn't showing up. One of the scenes in the documentary, he's talking to his friend and they're on the boat sailing on the open sea. And with a digital camera, it's so easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just set the camera and boom, you go back and forth. Okay, now he's realizing. About the, okay. Yeah. He's. <laughs> Oh, I, see. Going, I don't believe you. Okay, he's going to basically abduct the kid. Have we had a chance to listen to Sellers? He sounds like Robin Williams and Popeye. I haven't heard him. Go ahead. All right, we'll go. Yeah. Hmm. See, he's, just, he's selling this guy. Now, this is an actor named Tony Francesco, and I apologize if I get his name wrong. He was married like four times. He married Shelley Winters. Uh -huh. He had he had a, a big star lead, but he was a very combative guy, and he lost a couple of TV pilots, according to his IMDb, mm -hmm. for just being combative. They didn't want to renew with him. He was friends with Peter Sellers, and Medic got him on the Medic got him on the uh, cat in the film because he knew he was a buddy, and they had they were excited. They never worked together. They never worked again. They had such an amazing fallout. I'll show you the scene. Oh, they have a fun. I mean, in real life, they. Okay. Yeah. The documentary was it talked to one of his ex-wives, the wife at the time, and it was saying like, although probably maybe the same wife. I don't want to be disrespectful, but okay. He would get his goat. He would call like sellers would call him like, ah, oh, you dumb American cowboy, right? Just fuck with him. And they were on the boat, and there was a scene, and he was fucking with them. And when the scene was shot. Uh, and Seller's back was churned. Tony went up with his sword and was about to hit him, and he stopped. Like, but he did, you know, the motion. And, but he did the motion with earnest. He was really. No, he was. He was really. He wanted to fucking hit him, but he he restrained himself. He, he okay. was about, you know, he he went that far. So Bert, Peter Seller's driver, saw it. Told Sellers what happened, and Seller says, "I do not want to be in a single frame with this man anymore." So you will see on the boat scene. I know nice. this scene is like whatever, but in the boat scene, you'll see the buddies, and then there'll be a scene where they're not. He, you'll see, they're okay. not buddies, and they're not together in the scene. It's really weird. Okay. All right. So uh, and also getting back to the boat because we'll be on. There's the ghost. Yeah. So basically, he wants to take the kid for a test drive. He goes to a cemetery and says, all right, kitty, do your thing. <laughs> but as the wind blows a, a, a sheet over the kid, look at this. Died 103 of alcoholism. Thank <laughs> God. So, so Sellers mistakenly thought he saw a ghost just before he got knocked out. 
Yeah, so he passed. I think he passed out or something. Are we abducting this kid right this moment? No, the kids have already been abducted. Well, he fell and hit his head on the tombstone, and he oh, was right. knocked unconscious. <clears throat> Why are they wrapping him up if they're not abducting him?